You're listening to The Edge with Aaron Karolnik, giving you the expert advantage in the world of gambling and fantasy. Hammering home conviction. Stop the hammering. It's the pound the table picks of the week. Where's the hammer? On The Edge with Aaron Karolnik. Welcome back to The Edge here on TSN 1050. And yes, last week was the debut of Pound the Table Picks of the Week. And I got off the phone with those of the CRTC, and they said it was the highest rated segment in the history of radio in Canada. Does not surprise me at all, considering the talent I have amassed this evening. Talent number one. You know him from Overdrive. You can call him Al. I call him Al's brother. Good evening, Al's brother. What's up? Feeling good, feeling good, ready to pick some picks, I guess. Nice. I've yes, you some, are. I got great conviction in the, my choices this week. Uh, last week, 500, so it wasn't the best week, but I feel like this this one's going to be a little different. Yeah, I want to take uh, some umbrage with you on your 500 because I was at the losing side of your one win. Let's also welcome in the grappler, Keith Bauer. What's going on, Graps? Doing good, man. Just uh, yeah, sitting here for a segment on the edge. Uh, big round of golf tomorrow morning, and Ooh. yeah, we'll see where the weekend goes. All right, I gotta ask, where are you playing, Grappler? Honestly, I'm not even telling you. It's like I've never played there before, but I was reading the reviews this week, and it is disgusting. So okay. I will not. When I po- when I post my you know every every round of golf, I'll post an Instagram story. I will not be tagging the course. This time <laughs> All right. Well, it's you'll be happening. swinging hard. You'll be swinging hard nonetheless. Let's get a recap <laughs> you know, of last violence. week. Yeah, very violent. A recap of last week. Grappler, you were 2-0. and You took the Bengals. They tied the Eagles. Congratulations. They covered the number. The Packers, who also covered. Al's brother, you mentioned going 500. Questionable one-in-one week. Sketchy Bills cover. I know you slipped a couple 50s into the officials' hands to call that defensive pass interference. The Titans didn't come through for you. I went one-and-one as well. I was on the losing end of the Rams. But uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers got it done against the Denver Broncos. So Al's brother, pound to the table, picks of the week. Week two, I guess week four, week two for us. Take it away. All right, I am pounding the table on the Colts as the road favorites against the Bears. Look, this is a 3-0 and team, uh, but they've only played teams who are 0-3. That's the Bears I'm talking about. And they nearly lost each and every one of them. Uh, a last-minute score in Detroit. They were 10 yards away from losing to the Saquonless Giants. And if the Falcons weren't so incompetent, that game should have been over at the half. The Colts haven't played good teams either, but they're coming off convincing wins over Minnesota and New York. Phil Rivers is just starting to get a grasp of this offense. The run game is strong, and they boast the league's number one defense. And if Nick Foles gives you hope for the Bears, don't fall for it. Outside of an Andy Reid offense, and I consider Doug Peterson an Andy Reid offense, he's 4-11 in his career with 13 touchdowns, matching his 13 picks. Give me the Colts, minus 2.5. The second team I'm banging the table for is the winless Houston Texans. Yes, I'm taking the Houston Texans. They've had a tough schedule to start the season, and I finally see them breaking through as the favorites here against the Vikings. Besides, Houston being the better team, the Vikings, they weren't able to practice much this week as they awaited the COVID results due to their game against Tennessee last week. I think that might hinder them going into this one, so I'm going to go with the Texans, minus 3.5. What a world in which we need to factor in waiting for COVID results in our gambling prognostications. But it makes a lot of sense to me. I was brother, I like the picks. Although I know you're a Colts fan, so that you're picking your boys. Is there any bias? I know you're a professional, but I'm not so sure. Picking against Nick Foles, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's a risky proposition, but you're a risky man, and uh, I really, I, I, that's why I like you, buddy. Uh, the Grappler, take it away with your two picks, my man. Okay, so for game one, I am going to pound the table with the Seahawks at six and a half over the Dolphins. Uh, listen, I know we've only got, what, seven, eight minutes here, so I'm going to say two words, and then I'm going to shut up. Russell Wilson. Oh, that is that is impressive stuff. Really well researched. Grabs. I mean, that, that, I'm very that, that, impressed. That, that is some high quality analysis. The the kind I expect from the edge. But uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> it's. I mean, three three weeks in, um, he's without a doubt your MVP through those three weeks. I mean, Pete Carroll's finally going to let Russ uh, Russ cook. Excuse me. Um, I mean, if he's able to stay on the field for 17 weeks this season, I mean, there's no reason he won't be the 2020 MVP. But, I mean, you look at that offense, you look at one of the best receiving duos in football between Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Chris Carson looks like he's going to see the field. I don't know how after that ankle or whatever yeah. the heck you want to call it just got completely twisted up on. Looks like he'll be on the field. I mean, the Seahawks defense, they're not that great anymore. Far from the days of, you know, long gone of the days of uh, Richard Sherman and the Legion of Boom. But at the end of the day, this is Ryan Fitzpatrick and it's the Dolphins. The Finns have been a competitive team this year. Don't get me wrong. But we've seen this from Fitzpatrick before. I mean, I think it was 2017 when he was a member of the, the Bucks. He had those first three weeks. I think he threw for 400 yards each of those three weeks. And then he was replaced by Jameis Winston as of at halftime of, uh, I believe, week four against the Bears. So, yeah, I mean, as long as DK Metcalf can actually hold on to the ball as he crosses the plane this week, this is probably the lock of the week for me. So that is game one. Game two, and I guess there's a you know bit, bit of a narrative here in terms of, Al's brother picking his Colts while I am picking against my Giants with the Rams being favored at 12 and a half. And that is a big number, obviously. And I'm also, I, like this, listen, this goes for fantasy sports as well as betting. I hate betting for or against my team. I had Saquon Barkley in two of my fantasy leagues this year, so clearly I don't listen to my own advice. But with how brutal the Giants have been this year, I don't know how I can pass this up. And listen, people can rip into Sam Darnold and the Jets as much as they want, but I'm pretty sure the worst te team in East Rutherford is the Giants. They have 38 points through three weeks. 38! Dead last in the NFL. The next closest <laughs> is the, Char the Chargers at 52. The Giants had nine points last week. Nine points against the 49ers team. That was pretty much made up of myself, Al's brother, and UAK. Nice. Defense is awful. Good squad. No running no, it's top-notch squad, let's be honest here. No running game without Saquon. Sterling Shepard injured. Evan Engram can't catch a beach ball right now. As I said, probably the worst team in the NFL, bottom two at, at best. Um, and you counter that with high-flying offense, high-talent offense with, uh, you know, Jared Goff at the helm, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald anchoring the defense. I mean, that, that 12 and a half, I almost feel like it should be higher because I think the Rams are going to win this game by 30 points. Wow. The two highest uh, spreads this week, the Giants and uh, the Washington football team. Of those two, which one do you think is most likely to cover it? The Giants at 12.5, Washington against the Ravens at 14.5. Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm picking the Rams to cover, so I think i got to go with the Washington football team. Um, I have no reason to defend that, but I guess if somehow the Washington football team is able to learn anything about what the Chiefs did on defense uh, this past Monday night, then they might be able to cover 14 and a half. It would be a greasy backdoor cover if they're able to, but uh, yeah, I think it's got to be them. I, I actually was pretty impressed with Washington last week. They hung with Cleveland, and they're going to be mentioned in my pound-the-table picks of the week in just a moment. But yeah, I think I would probably lean with the Rams to cover over Washington, or over Baltimore, I should say, because the short week, of course, Baltimore playing on Monday night, although it's very... Very short ride from Baltimore to Washington to play that game, so not much of a home field advantage there. 
Gentlemen, it's time for my Pound the Table Picks of the Week, and we're going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars as three-point dogs. And Al's brother, I know Minshew Mania failed you on overdrive last week. You took a lot of heat for that. But the stash is about about to bounce back in a huge way against the Bengals. They've had ten days to prepare for this game. And remember, the Bengals played five full quarters against the Eagles in the tie last week. So there's a little bit of a disadvantage there as far as rest goes. DJ Chark is back. He's their number one wide receiver. And the Jags, while their defense didn't acquit themselves particularly well through the air against Fitzpatrick, their defense is a little bit sneaky against the run. They have the ninth-best run defense in the NFL. I don't think Joe Mixon is going to do all that much against Jacksonville. And you have to put it in the hands of Joe Burrow. He is Joey Covers, 3-0 against the spread. But I think this is the week Jacksonville covers and wins outright. And next, you heard me mention the Cleveland Browns. I'm hesitant to use the word fraud to describe any NFL team, gentlemen, but I'm using it here to describe the Browns. They easily could have lost last week to Washington. They were down 20-17 to in the fourth quarter. They won the turnover battle 5 nothing and snuck out a very questionable win at home. And now they head to Dallas. And Dallas... They have been everyone's favorite whipping boy this year. They're 0-3 against the spread. They're 1-2. They're one win. Questionable to say the least, but they're getting a number of key contributors back from injury. And look who Dallas has played. They played the Rams, the Falcons, the Seahawks. Very prolific offenses. I think Dallas bounces back in a huge way. A decisive touchdown plus win. And all will be right in Jerry World come Monday morning. That's like a novel right there. It's very well written and I lo- very well articulated. I love that Jaguars pick. Love the Jaguars pick. And only and you mentioned DJ DJ Trek. My new favorite guest on Overdrive is Channing Crowder and yeah. after the Thursday night <laughs> after the Thursday night or what, for a lot of reasons my favorite guest. But for a lot of different reasons obviously the Dolphins ended up beating the Jaguars on Thursday night last week and he mentioned the reasons he bet against the Jaguars because they didn't have that number one receiver so for him to, him to come back that's huge for Minshew uh James Robinson looks phenomenal wherever the hell he came from uh undrafted so those, yeah so those Jaguars are looking damn good this week I, I'm really interested to see all of the home underdogs this week and how they perform uh, Al's brother mentioned how he has the Colts as a uh, road dog I guess in, in Chicago two and a half points there you look at the New Orleans Saints Michael Thomas was ruled out today and that spread has moved from four to three and they are the, on the road against Detroit and you look at Cincinnati, who's a slight favorite at home against Jacksonville. Houston, a slight favorite at home against Minnesota. So if you're looking at some money line wagers, perhaps those are the places where you could lead. If you bet maybe three or four of those close dogs who are within a field goal or so, maybe there's some value there. What do you think, Al's brother? I like Detroit, to be quite honest with you. I think they could come out and get a sneaky win. Drew Brees hasn't looked the same without Michael Thomas in that offense, and Kenny Galladay is getting healthy for Matt Stafford. So I think if there's going to be some fireworks and one of these teams come in and get a victory, I think it could potentially beat the Detroit Lions. We'll let you have the last word, Graps. Anything, pick, anything, uh, you know, pick your eye as far as uh, a nice money line underdog. Um, honestly, not really. There, I mean, there's a ton of tough games out there, but I do think that I don't. I I got a good feeling against the against about the Patriots over the Chiefs. That's just Ooh. how I feel. I am believing in Cam Newton. I am drinking that Kool Aid. And other than Thursday night, Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked that great this week. And listen, he's still Patrick Mahomes. He can turn it around whenever the heck he wants. But I do think the Patriots will be able to keep it to less than a score. 
You've been listening to the Pound the Table Picks of the Week. I am Aaron Korolnik. It's Al's brother. It's the grappler, Keith Bauer. We've been with you for the past hour, and we appreciate you listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You've been listening to The Edge right here on TSN 1050.